I think I'm going to start with the my big outrageous ugly idea we talked about that before is bringing artificial intelligence to our marketing and I say that because I love technology I love marketing but that would be my my goal right how do I do that what are the five things for you to use the rules of five what are those five things that I'm going to have to do every day whether it's big or small to get to that goal it's in 30 minute hour welcome to the 30 minute hour it's the personal development podcast for the seven-figure entrepreneur who's looking to level up and become unstoppable i'm your host eric twigs your procrastination prevention partner and i wanted to pose a question have you ever felt like you were spinning your wheels on the road to achieving your goals Well, the theme of today's episode is how to gain traction by taking the right actions. We'll reveal four specific strategies to help you to take the right actions that produce the results that you desire. And after listening to this episode, you'll be positioned to make more money and get a stronger grip on your 2023 goals. Now, the content is based off of my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. To get your copy, visit ericmtwigs.com. There is nothing more wasteful than working hard on the wrong thing. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation. This is our monthly episode brought to you by the What Now Movement. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, president and CEO of the What Now Movement. Today, we're going to talk about how to gain traction by taking the right action. There's a lot of things you can do, but the key to exceeding your goals and getting a grip on your goals is make sure, making sure that you're doing the right thing or the right things. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today. And today's conversation is based off of my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to overcome procrastination. We're in the chapter 11, and we're talking about taking action on the pyramid. Activity is at the top of the pyramid because you have to take action to get to the top. But it's got to be the right actions. We'll talk about that. So joining me in this lively discussion is my Isha Hoy, who is our chief marketing officer and whatever she's calling herself on this episode. So, Maisha, what are you calling yourself on this episode? Well, I am calling myself the Let's Talk Sponsorship Lady because, lady, because we need to get more sponsors for all of our programs, 30-minute hour. I'm sure we're up to a billion downloads at this point. 1.1 million. Who's channeling? Congratulations. Thank you. And we have the Roku channel, and we just have so many different places for our brands to get their uh, name out there. So let's talk sponsorship. Absolutely. I mean, what an opportunity to get your brand out there by partnering with us um, and getting your message out to the audience. All it takes is one, right? All it takes is that one person to see you, that right person, and that could change the game for you. So definitely reach out to us. Uh, also, Ted Fells is with us. Ted is our vice president of strategy. He's got the top button button today. 
So he is not playing. He means business. Welcome, mm-hmm. Ted. Yeah, when, when that top button, you know, it's game time. It's game time. Let's, right. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And it's interesting you say game time. I mean, we're close to the fourth quarter, right? Fourth wow. quarter of 2023. You know, we start, you started the year. You know how you start the year? It's like when you start any sports season, everybody's zero and zero. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Everybody's got a chance to go to the NBA Finals. Then you start to get to the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, you got to take a look at how you're doing things. And that, that's why we're talking today. This is an episode you definitely want to lean in and you know, take notes if that's going to help you. Uh, but hopefully you, you leave this episode. As you log off, you got a better grip on your goals for 2023. Uh, briefly, I'm going to talk about how we got to this point. What is the what now movement? I want you to understand that. Uh, so this started uh, during the pandemic. Uh, you had myself, you had Ted Fells, and Dr. Sharon H. Porter. By the way, Dr. Sharon will not be joining us today. She is attending a funeral. We definitely keep her in our thoughts and prayers uh, during this time. But it was myself, uh, Ted Fells, and Dr. Sharon. We knew we wanted to work together. We wanted to provide inspirational content to people. We thought we would all get together in some type of a hotel ballroom and get inspirational guests and all of that, inspirational speakers. But then the pandemic happened and everything was shut off. The world shut down. That we still want to work together. So what now? Then we started to notice that, you know, everybody in our different circles was saying the same thing. Oh man, I've got a vision for this project. I've got a vision for this business. But you know what? I'm going to wait until things get back to normal. That's the last thing you want to do. That's what we fed each other. We said, you need to be asking yourself, what now? And that's how the what now movement was birthed. So our mission is to inspire you to pivot whenever you face a struggle, a challenge, or an obstacle. Uh, You know, we we had the pandemic. Now, believe it or not, at some point, the pandemic is going to be past us, right? At some point. (laughs) But, But it may be something else. There may be some other struggle, some other challenge. You can't just stop. You need to ask yourself, what now? And something on a side note, I just want to put it out here. Like, if you're the president of the what now movement, you can expect that you're going to have some what now moments. I just want to put that out there. The details of the moments could be a whole other episode, but just want to prepare you for that. So that's Sound like somebody had a what now moment and <laughs> got up this morning to get some cereal, found out there was no milk. Would you like I to say what now? Wasn't it? I had like to the Yeah, cereal class, Eric. Well, no, just, you know, just the general struggle. So, you know, sometimes you, you know, you see people on Facebook, you see people on social media, different social media platforms, and you think everything is sunshine and rainbows. And, and I remember I was just having a business challenge, and, and, and I remember just, thought came in my mind, like, Eric, you can't be the CEO of the what now movement and never expect to have a what now moment. Yeah, that comes with it. It doesn't, it just, that's how it goes, right? It comes with the dinner, right? Yeah. I think that's just life, though. Yeah. Right? That's what I say. Everybody's dealing with what now moments yes. all the time. Like, yes. and, and then it's like, okay, what do you, you do, you know, I mean, how do you, go through that that process of dealing with it. You can't, you can't just 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 freak out, right? Like, you got to, okay, you, you know, if you're going to freak out, it's got to be something quick. But then you still got to figure out what now. 
Yes. Right? So, yeah. And if you don't go through what now moment, you don't know how resilient you are. You don't know how strong you are. You don't know how you adjust to life unpredictability. So you, you want to have a few what now movement moments. Well, I, don't, I, don't I, don't, I don't necessarily want to. I mean, I mean, we don't. I like it all to work well all the time, but, but yeah, it happens. It does happen. It does happen. And to Maisha's point, that's one of the things, Ted and I, we had a, um, one of our 30-minute-hour uh, program. We talked about being the example of resilience instead of a victim of circumstance. So that's really what you have to do. But just know that we, the three of us have had our share of what now moments. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that could be a whole other show. I just wanted to okay, okay, we, that out. We're about to give Eric a, a what now moment now because we shifted the, the topic of the book. No, we're coming back. Because I'm, I'm sitting there thinking it's not just you. Like, that's yeah. the whole topic. Because you, you always think it's only you dealing with something. It's not just you. That Absolutely. could be a topic we can go on and, and work on for some time. All right. Yeah. But this, I mean, this part of the program is just, it's all about the backstory of how we got to this point and how you really have to focus on pivoting. So that, that's the whole point of that. Again, we have a Facebook group, we've got websites, we've got blog content, all to help you to pivot and inspire you to make those pivots. All right. So today, let's get back on topic, Maisha. All right. It's how to get attraction. Right. It's, my, it's no fault, Maisha. Mason, you're in a far with a tangent there. That's, that, that, that's, that, look, that's the person that's driving the car, and then you end up lost, and he mad at you. How y'all let me get lost? You said we're following you. Oh, man. Yes. But now, the, this is coffee. Back on topic. So we're at Coffee and Conversation. Today we're talking about how to gain traction by taking the right action. Uh, and so the first thing I want to talk about we're going to break this down into four parts and you, you really have to prioritize the plan. And, and one of the things that helps, and I've been working with some, some of my clients on this is you, you may have set several goals for 2023, right? So, so I think the key step is to prioritize, right? Number one, what's the one goal that if you accomplished it would make the most difference, would have the biggest impact, you know, prioritize what, What's that one goal that you really need to hit, right? And then from there, it's like, okay, what are you doing to accomplish that goal? One thing that helps, and I'm going to throw this around and get some other ideas on this, is something that's called the rule of five, right? So the rule of five, here's how it works. Like what, what are five different things you're going to do every day to accomplish that goal, right? And, and so really, have to, so for example, like that, some clients I work with, their biggest challenge, they need to have, find that right person. There's a, a key person they need, they need to hire, right? So, so what are five things they can do each day to find that person? Now, some people, other people I work with, they, they've got to get the right contract. They need to win the right government contract, commercial contract. What are five things you're doing? There really needs to be that level of focus. You have to prioritize, plan. So, Maisha, I'll throw it to you. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Sorry. I am in a what now moment now. And it's supposed, I will circle back to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. In the sense of, I had a, a job team, and I have to find 
in my mandate, my purpose, my reason, my, what am I bringing to the table? I said this to my boss the other day. I was like, I, you know, I'm still working on the, the big idea that I want to bring. I still want to find out what that purpose is. And I say all that to say that and I have to find that first, and then I can start setting the goals towards that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to start with the my big, outrageous, ugly idea. We talked about that before is bringing artificial intelligence to our marketing. <laughs> and I say that because I love technology. I love marketing. But that would be my, my goal, right? How do I do that? What are the five things for you to use the rules of five? What are those five things that I'm going to have to do every day, whether it's big or small, to get to that goal? And then I'm thinking the way things work, I got to do it. It's going to be a slow, slow way to get there. So I think if I can focus on the big, hairy, scary idea, make that that goal of mine, and then I can prioritize from there. Mm. So I can, I'm going to settle on that at the end of the week. That would be my goal for the week. Settle on what the big idea is going to be. And I think that helps me bring value. That helps me with my purpose. That helps me with me helping the, my company association get to where I have to. No, that's great. You handle several things, right? Start with the purpose. And then, and then from there, break it down to the rule of five and just having that that level of, of focus, you know, it's funny thing, you know, everybody talks about priorities. Now I was doing some research for this show that it wasn't until like within the last 50 or 60 or 70 years or so priority was singular, right? There was no, there was no word for priorities, meaning that you really always supposed to have really, you only have one priority. So that's the key to like Maisha's priority in this case is this AI piece. So her, her primary focus, that you can focus on other things, but you need to know what the priority is. That, that's the key. So thank you. I, I thought that was excellent. So Ted, what are your thoughts? And I mean, my biggest thing I'm looking at, you talk about fourth quarter, you know, we went into to this year, you know, everybody was, again, use the, that sports analogy, right? Tomorrow being the well, week one of the NFL season, everybody's feeling like, man, this is my year. I'm good. My team is good. We got my, you got a new hat. You got a new shirt. Even if your team lost in the Super Bowl last year, like you're feeling like, man, this is, this is going to be our year. Everyone thinks it's going to be their year. Right. And then you start getting down to this part of the year. And you're like, man, like this don't look like this going to be my year. Like at some point, just sports team has to looks at this and says, man, I'm, I'm two and eight. Like, this is probably not going to be a year. And so when you're looking at the fourth quarter and you're thinking, man, I said I was going to do all these things and hmm, I got a couple of months to say that maybe I can turn this around and do the 50 million that I said I was going to do this year. So now I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, what do, what do I have to, to do? Like, like, so for me, we've had some amazing meetings this year with customers. Amazing meetings. But, it, but the results haven't shown on the scoreboard. So it's like we did all those things in, 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 in the preseason, all this training camp and all this expect to have this amazing season. 
And now you're in the fourth quarter and you keep looking up at the scoreboard and the scoreboard's not showing it. Right. So what, so what is it that we have to do? Like you, you got, and I have a team of, of a younger team and I got to have a discussion with them to be like, okay, you know, folks, I mean, sure. It's not that you haven't been trying and that's not that we haven't had activity. We, we've had amazing meetings, but the results haven't shown on the scoreboard. Right. So, so, so what do, what do we do to get the results on the, the scoreboard? Cause really it's not just about having a bunch of great meetings. Right. It's not about just having a bunch of activities. It's not about being a hamster on the hamster wheel. You're running, 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 and you're still on that same desk, right? It's how do we get this thing to move forward and how do we get it to show on the scoreboard? And so that's really, you know, you know, where I where I am right now is okay, you know, if there's five things that need to be done to to get it to show on the scoreboard, they gotta figure that out. So yeah, that's where I am. So I'll stick with this ports analogy. And everybody, this, we talked about this the last uh, company conversation. People really need to look at the data. And I almost called myself data queen today okay. because if you, it's, it's not the, this is called taking the right action. So if you have a lot of meetings, that's good. But do you need more meetings, right? Or do you need more follow-up? Do you need more conversation? Do you need whatever that more is? Yeah. And it came up this week where I'm like, we got to start tracking this information A1, right? Mm. Because if you are tracking whatever metric to that last big deal and you didn't track it, then you can't say this is the baseline, mm. right? Joe Schmo had 10 conversations to get to this deal. So mm. he we follow what Joe Schmo did. So I really want, if you know, the data is there. People, especially if we're small, if you're small and growing, you need to apply data to your operations as quickly as possible because that's going to help you take those right actions, right? That's going to help you say to your, to your young team, um, I didn't really see 20 phone calls this week. Mm. I didn't really see the data that shows you're doing these that led to something else. You make a you make a gr a great point. I remember talking to a young lady years ago, and she was working at a company. I think they dealt with staffing or whatever. And she said her job required her to make like sixty calls a day. And she's like, "Oh, it's so hard, sixty calls." But they're they're going off of data, right? This and everybody on this team. If you make this amount of calls, we're gonna have this many at bat, and we're gonna and we're gonna get some hits. We can't really trust. Like, there's gonna be some employees that are gonna be your people that are gonna make a hundred calls a day. That's just where they are, and there's gonna be some that are gonna make two, right? They're gonna make two, and they're like, oh, I'm not getting anything, right? So you gotta put them. You almost gotta have that that and like you said. I mean, we know this is a a numbers, a numbers game, right? You got to have a bunch of, you know, lots of at bats. And then you got to also look at other things that you need to, to do. Like I remember at one point, it was a thing of, I used to go to certain types of events. I don't, I don't care who it is. They will make their event sound like it's the best place. Hey, that's their job, eh? Get you to come to their event, get you to register to pay the money and all that to be at their event. And then someone kind of shared something with me one time. It was like, okay, 
you got to go to the events where the people that you want to get to are going to be at. Right. That's where I want to be. If you're, if you're trying to sell real estate, uh, you know, homes, whatever, you want to go to an event where there's the people that are the first time home buyers. Yeah. Like you don't want to go to the event where there's other people selling real estate, right? That's going to be around passing your cards around and that's not going to, no, you want to go to where that, that market is. And that's kind of where we talked about the traction and all that. I mean, are you doing the right actions, right? Mm -hmm. It will, you know, lead to you getting the, uh, you know, the, the desired result. But yeah, yeah. Like, so you're right on the data. Yeah, I mean, we, we've gotten into point number two, which is know your numbers. I think this is great. And Ted, you bring up a good point, which is, you know, it helps to be in the right place. Like, for example, if you're opening a hot dog stand, the best location would be in front of a hungry crowd. <laughs> not, at a not at a vegan conference. <laughs> right. Not at a vegan conference, not in front of, not around the corner from the buffet. You, you want to go somewhere where the people are hungry because the numbers won't work in your favor. You know, yeah. if you're not picking out the right crowd, and I've made the mistake that you mentioned of, you know, going to these different conferences just because, just because you feel like, you know, you feel like you're accomplishing something, right? Yeah. 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 Hey, I went to the conference. I handed out all these business cards. Yeah. But also to the importance of knowing your customer. You all know that's where I start my, that's my marketing philosophy, right? Knowing who your customer is, knowing where they are, knowing what they think, breathe, and mm. being able to satisfy what they want. Yeah. So knowing your numbers really also starts with that data about your customers and figuring out who they are, where they're going to be. Mm. So that is the priority, right? To me, if, if the first thing I do with any of engagement is try to understand the customer. And then you can start saying, what is that market size, right? I'm in DC, so that what's the market size for me? I mean, so you go after the government, so what's that billion dollar plate? Where do I want to play in that plate? And then you start crunching, crunching, crunching the data and it, it like, it, it works out. I'm also watching billions on private mm. And Good show. it's cutthroat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Talk about know your numbers. They do that thing where you are either, if you're below the line, you're gone. Wow. So your numbers aren't getting this guy another million dollars per day. You're there. And that's just a good way of looking at business in a way, but understanding the data, understanding your numbers, and having your team prepare themselves in a really transparent way so they can say, you know, why is this person killing it and I'm not? What is this person doing that I'm not doing? So know your customer, yeah. know your numbers, and don't be the last on the chart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's the key. In, in the book, we there's some several exercises that talk about how to figure out what your numbers are. So now you're making it a science. So you get to the point, like Ted mentioned earlier, you know how many calls do you need to make. You know, last time we got this big, contract and we made excellent calls a day that got us there. So I need to make 10 calls a day. So I, I some of the people I work with, they've they got something they call the, the paperclip challenge, right? So, so here's how it goes. So you, you have, if the number is 10, if the number is 15, if the number is five, they'll set that number of paperclips on the left side. 
then their goal is to get all the paper clips on the right side. So they don't leave until the paper clips are all on the other side. They, they know they've mm. done their thing. It gives them that visual reminder uh, and they get so locked into it. They get to a point where they don't need the paper clips anymore. But th that's the key. I mean, you, you have to make it uh, an exact science and making those number of calls. I know there was, um, there, uh, there was, they, they followed these uh, life insurance salesmen around and, and they, they basically knocked on doors in this neighborhood and, and they had this pit that said, Hey, you don't want life insurance. Do you? you don't want like, they just went to all these doors and eventually somebody said, well, yes, I do. Yeah. Right. That's right. <laughs> and so even. You know, even doing the wrong pitch, the numbers work. At, at some point, they figured it was like after about 60 doors, no matter yeah. what you said, somebody was going to get life insurance. So the numbers, so, so the, the question you have to ask yourself, is your math mathing? Mm. That's how about how I do math, so yeah. Is it math? Yeah. <laughs> is your math math? I do mathing. Yeah, there that, you that, go. That, that, that. I think the repetitions and did you say mathing and all that really kind of, you'll see results from that. I think about it even from a standpoint of working out, like I've worked out for years, but the results that I've had since I've had this trainer that has really like pushed us to extreme numbers. Okay. We're going to do five sets of a hundred punches. What? Wow. Five sets of a hundred kicks and squats. When have I ever done that in life? And the next thing you know, you're getting the, res the result when you would have never put those numbers, you know, on your, you know, on yourself. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I think most things, if you, if, if you're doing the right, if you're doing the right thing and you're doing enough of it, you'll see the, the results. Now, if you're going to, again, a hundred of the wrong events, then your chances not. Even if you go to a hundred of wrong events, you're gonna accidentally <laughs> get some salt. I don't say keep doing that, but right. I mean, anytime you're talking to a lot of people, you're going to eventually hit a person by. Even if you talk to every person you see at the grocery store, there's a chance that eventually somebody's in there buying groceries that can help you to do what you do. I don't recommend that. Not that you should talk to folks, but I think that you wanna you know, be in the environment where the people are that you're trying to, to get to. And if you keep talking to those folks, it's a matter of time before, you know, well, you know, I'm not interested that you'll get someone that's interested. For sure. Good. So now this, this is good. So, so far, cause we're talking about how to gain traction by taking the right action. So, so far we said you have to prioritize the plan. You know, it helps to use the rule of five. What are five things you need to do every day? They're going to get you to that goal. And then you need to think about what's the priority goal. You know, Maisha mentioned having a clear purpose, having that big, hairy, audacious goal. Uh, we talked about knowing your numbers and what, how many contacts do you need? You know, do you need to do the paperclip test where you take that number of calls that you're going to make, follow-ups, and then every time you make it, you move it over to the other side. Uh, so, so there we are. So we're, we're halfway through this. Now it is time for a coffee break. Oh, ready? Time flies. Wow, it's, I tell you, man, that, that coffee just gets better and better with each one of these episodes, man. All right, so, Maisha, what, what, what should the people know about on this coffee break? 
I think people should know about two things. One, we've been talking about Eric's book, The Discipline of Now, this whole year. We're about to complete the year in October. We're at the fourth quarter of yes. the year. Um, and it's available on our website. And if you make your purchase today using the keyword uh, coffee, you'll get 23% off. Also, if you need help understanding how to apply these rules, the key nuggets of information in your life, you do need to contact us through the What Now Movement website. Each one of us can coach you through. I'm a marketing coach. We have our leadership and development, do not procrastinate coach, and our strategist, this is how it looks on my screen, sorry, Ted Bells. We have a wealth for, <laughs> not that he's not, he's good, right. A wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of tools and tactics to help you take your business to the next level, or even if you need some personal coaching as well. So buy the book, use the keyword coffee, or contact us if you need some consulting. Fantastic. Thank you, Maisha. All right. So now we're on point number three on how to gain traction by taking the right action is that you have to reassess your progress. You have to revisit where you are, right? You have to know what adjustments that you need to make, right? So it's almost like if you picture a plane, the airplane is set to go to a specific destination, but in flight, something might happen. There's wind, there's weather, there's this. So there, there has to be certain adjustments, right? So the destination is fixed, but the path is flexible. That that's kind of the key thing to think about there. So the key is to be open to reassessing your progress and, and seeing where you are, as opposed to just, you know, I know you said you're going to make 10 calls, but if you're making the 10 calls a day and it's not getting you, it's not moving the scoreboard, it may it's time to reassess and look at doing something different. So I'll, I'll throw this reassess piece to Maisha. What are your thoughts? I think you should reassess. Uh, daily, weekly, monthly. Uh, don't wait till the fourth quarter to reassess because I think Ted alluded to it. If you're two and eight, you ain't going to get to the championship unless you got Tom Brady or some Patrick McCall, somebody on your team that is superstar-ish and that requires a tree, but we won't digress. So, so you reassess on a normal basis if you take if you say to yourself, this is the day I look, we talked about this really early on. Um, for me, it was always about the numbers, the revenue, right? That kind of tells me what is working or what isn't working in my business. I have bills to pay. Am I able to pay those bills based off the revenue? Whatever it is, you need to do that on a regular, consistent basis. And don't wait. Do not wait because otherwise it could be too late. Absolutely. You need to reassess, see where you are, look at the scoreboard, be making adjustments on a regular basis. Thank you. Ted? I agree. You definitely have to reassess, and I think you have to look at it. Uh, am, I, am I doing the right thing, right? You know, or, or is it a situation where I'm not doing the right thing and I have to come up with another strategy, right? Because you may be doing the right thing, you're just not doing it right. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're coming in that, you know, again, we go back to, you know, fitness, right? Okay, I joined the gym. That's the right thing. I go four times a week. That's the right thing. I leave the gym and then I go get a burger. That's the wrong. I go to the gym and I'm just on there posting pictures of me at the gym. Right. Wait, wait a minute, like, Are you saying that going in there and posting a selfie doesn't count as going to the you don't gym? Lose any, you lose very little calories. Oh, man. I mean, you burn very little calories by just posting. I mean, I'm sure you, you burn maybe one, right? <laughs> you know, but you know what I'm saying? So is it is it what I'm doing, right? Or is it I'm not doing it right? And if, if I'm doing the wrong thing, then I need to figure that out, right? So. Cause you don't, cause if not, you don't want to be scrapping every day if I'm not seeing a result. I'm scrapping. I'm, you know what? Maybe not doing something right, or you haven't done enough of it. You know, again, going back to you know Maisha and the the data, right? You know, and and I'm a believer, and I share with my team like, don't make stuff so technical and so heavy, right? It's pretty simple. You've been going to the gym, and you're not doing much. You know it. So why you're not seeing a result? Okay, you're going to an event. All the key people are there, but you're not meeting anyone. You're not walking up to anyone. You're not exchanging. You're not engaging. Or when you see Maisha, you're like, oh, man, this person I've been wanting to meet. And you go try to talk her head off, and you totally turned her off. What is it something with my approach? So you got to look at, so where are you going? What's your approach? How many, you know, all those things you need to be looking at, and how do you, you know, refine it? Like, what are those things that I, okay, I know I'm, I know I'm in the right place. Am I saying the right stuff? Right? Is my approach right? Is my follow-up right? What is the, you know, what do I need to do to improve my my follow-up? You know? I mean, just all those things you're just thinking about, but you're, I think you constantly, I think, you know, we go back to sports. I think those teams, like, every year they're reassessing what they're doing. Like, you look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs, man, they've been great. They lose the first game. Oh no. What we gonna do? What we what we gonna do? Like, are we gonna scrap everything? Does Patrick Mahomes now set? No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Let's look, let's get back on track. What do we need to do? Because our Super Bowl last year doesn't mean anything. Right now we're 0-1. We're at the bottom of our division. <laughs> right. Let's get it. You know, we got a, you know, a couple days to to get to get it together before game number two. So yeah, we got to reassess stuff. We got to reassess. We got to look at every aspect of it. We can't just continue to be the, you know, on that hamster wheel, just going, going, going. Like you got to figure out what it is and, and, and what worked last year, you, you know, you probably have to tweak, you know, next year, you know, because you know, everyone's trying to get, you know, they're trying, they're trying to get there. So. Eric, you could probably speak to this as a type A person, but controlling the controllables, right? That's, I think that's what we're talking about. There are things that we can do if that's in our purview that we can do. We know we can make more phone calls. We know we can look at the plan. We know we can actually about build a plan, create a plan first. <laughs> that help. That, you know, so like when you are assessing and when you are looking, you're looking back to this is what I thought was going to work. And this is what isn't working. 
you know, going back to target audience, but I really think we're talking about, you know, can we control the, the things that we can actually control while we prepare for the moment we have to face it? Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And there are certain things, but at the end of the day, you really can't control if the person says yes. If you, you're trying to get a contract, you really, but you can control what you do. And, and I do think this actually is what helps to build your confidence is if you know that you're controlling the controllables and you're doing the things that we talk about, you know, you're controlling the numbers, you're, you're making the calls, reassessing. Um, it does give you a sense of confidence that you're controlling what's under your control. So that, yeah, I, I think these habits are, are critical uh, for that. And I did want to go back to something, Ted, you said, I, I thought that was like tweetable. Well, I, it was, it, it's called something that different now, Maisha, it's called X, right? So it's, that was Xable, Ted. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was an Xable quote where you said, you may be doing the right thing, but are you doing it right? Hmm. And the reason that that was so profound, because it really leads back into number four, which is the next thing we're going to talk about, which is having a feedback loop, right? Because I, I think it's not enough to prioritize the plan. It's not enough to know your numbers. It's not enough to reassess your progress. I think it helps to have a feedback loop where you're actually getting feedback on what you're doing. That could come from a coach like myself or like a marketing coach like Maisha, who can look at your marketing and say, you know, eh, uh, you know, that could come from a mentor. That could actually come from your customers. Now, are you doing surveys? You know, I, I know we, with the podcast, we did a survey and, and we're trying to get information on, you know, what do our listeners really like? We have things we think are good, but again, it could be we're doing the right thing, but are we, do, are we not doing it the right way or doing it right? So that feedback loop is a critical step to that. And, Maisha, open it up to you. What, what are your thoughts? We did the same thing. But we, I'm actually working on a project um, about convention, the NACP convention, and hearing from people who attended and hearing from people who didn't attend. And I hate to use data again, but tying that up into some kind of data points that we all can look at, review, and come back with some kind of feedback, right? So that we can make our conventions better. But what I like about feedback is being able to take it in, right? Being able to take the feedback and move. I think that's what we we're talking about. You wanna, a lot of people talk all the time. But being able to hear what I have to say in a constructive way and pivot and move and take actions on it, I think is more, it's key to that feedback loop. It's not just hearing it, it's taking out something and being able to move forward with it. And I, I give credit to all, I mean, I'm, I'm a part of the What Now movement, but this, this time every month gives me that feedback loop, right? If I start assessing myself again, oh gosh, I don't do five things. What's my five rule? My priority shifted. And so it helps me keep that feedback coming. It helps me adjust and move on. Good. Now, another thing too is, so, I mean, we mentioned the whole type A personality thing. And I think this is true for the three of us, right? We, we've gotten to this point because we have a certain level of confidence. We have a certain level of ego, right? I think that's what helps you press towards the goal. But, and I, and I can only speak for myself, sometimes if you're not careful, 
that ego can get in the way of you taking feedback and making the necessary changes. So I just think it, it helps to check your ego when it comes, if, if you, you know what I'm saying? You have to check your ego. You, you have to take yourself, you, you, that ego out of it and say, you know what, is there some truth? Like, like I, even, I, I even get to the point where if it, if it's negative criticism, somebody every now and then, you know, I come across a troll and mm -hmm. they, they may say something and I'm like, but is there any truth to that? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, there's a thin line between that feedback and criticism, mm -hmm. right? It's a real thin line. I had an advisor work uh, with me years ago. And when I had a, a partner and the advisor at one point put together some feedback, right? <laughs> so he gave me a folder with my feedback and gave my partner a folder with his feedback. And when I opened that, I was like, oh, that's not me. <laughs> that, that's not me. Like I was reading stuff and I was like, yeah. And so years later, I had a conversation uh, with him and I said, man, you know, I think about some of that stuff in there and yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff was, was accurate. And, and I just didn't see it, you know, I just didn't see it. Right. Because, and, and I think, you know, and I think it's just in, in, in feedback, criticism, whatever you call it, it's hard. Like when you know you're giving your all, Maisha, you working around the clock, you at the networking event, you're giving out all the business cards, you walk into, you got to take your heels off and your feet hurt. And then somebody telling you, well, you just ain't doing this or you're not doing that or you're a pro. What? It, it's hard. It is hard. So you got to be able to take, you know, the emotions out of it. You got to be able to be open, right? Just like, Let me hear this and and, you know, sometimes I have a saying where I'm just like, Aaron, you just gotta, you just gotta eat the soup. Look at the scoreboard. Like the scoreboard, like I said, Jay-Z said, numbers don't lie. Right? Look, look, look at the scoreboard. The, the points are not there. So something right. Now, now sometimes again, you know, some people, when you look at other, you know, sometimes we talk about Eric about others and you look at their successes and all that, you think they're doing everything right. That's not true either, because sometimes you can just have one champion that can help you light up the scoreboard, right? One contact could be a friend, could be somebody you got a close relationship with, and that individual can help you light up the scoreboard, and everybody else looks at this and says, oh, man, you must be doing it all right. Now, I got one good contact that's, that, that, that's, 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 that's helping me light up the scoreboard. Yeah, but the thing is, is that's why for me, it's like, okay, it's not just one deal. Like you got it once you're consistently winning, consistently scoring points with different folks. Look, and when you, okay, then you figure it out. If it's just one person, that's great. You know, you got some scores up there, but if that one person decides to leave, retire, then you're like, oh no. Right? A new person comes in position over there to, to be the decision maker and they have another favorite they'd like to work with, then we're going to do Right. So how do how do we continue to to win? Right. How do we continue? Like you said, uh, you've been talking about the data. How does the the data says something? If I'm winning all the time with different people, I'm doing the right thing. If I'm winning with just one person, eh, they may just like. Yeah. But I think also where the data, the, the data, the feedback comes from, 
keep thinking about sports. I love hard knocks. I love football. I love, I love documentaries about sports. Those coaches who players trust are giving them the feedback in a way that helps them get to the next level is those teams that are successful. Is There's a trust involved. I know we're not, like Eric said, you know, some people say something and you're like, oh, that could be true. But when that feedback is coming from your trusted circle or your mentor or someone that you believe they know what they're talking about and they're there to help you get to the next level, I think that is where that feedback really takes uh, really takes hold of me. And I'm thinking for entrepreneurship in general, being able to take that information, not personally, but constructively and applying it is crucial to that success as well. So get your feedback from everywhere because people perceive you in different ways in different environments. But when it comes from a trusted source that you know is telling you there because they want to help you, really take that to heart. Now, that, that's a good point. Uh, and, and some of the, the most successful entrepreneurs I've been around, they are open to hard coaching. Mm. That, that's, that's one trait that they all have. They, they, want, they understand that, you know, getting better takes precedent than over their feelings at the time. Right? They, want to get, they want to get to the championship. They want to get to the, to the goal. And so if you shoot it straight and it's something they can use to get better, they're open to that. So I, I think the more coachable you are, the more open you are to hard coaching and uh, challenging feedback. I mean, the more likely it is that you're going to take the right action. Well, another thing to say about the, the feedback too is sometimes you may think that I only can take feedback from someone that I may have accomplished what I've accomplished, right? But then sometimes, oh, oh no, what I've, I'm sorry, that's accomplished where I'm trying to go, right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get what, but then sometimes you can get feedback from someone that sometimes when people, they don't really understand it all. They just kind of look at stuff and it's almost like common, common sense. Sometimes it's right in front of you. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's, it's right. It's right in front of you. Like, again, I use the example sometimes of, you know, you could have someone that's trying to create this lemonade stand and they're using all these technical, I'm going to use organic water. I'm going to do all this and these types of glasses and da, 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 da. And there's some kid that says, it's hot outside today. I'm going to get some lemons. I'm going to get some water. I'm going to get some sugar. I don't have no secret formula. I'm just going to go outside with some ice. I'm going to write on the sign, lemonade, $2. And by the end of the day, they've made, you know, a couple hundred dollars. And the other thing, you you kind of done the, well, they say the paralysis by analysis. You haven't even gotten outside yet, right? Because you're so busy trying to make perfect wine and you did, you know, I, I brought in these lemons from Chile. I mean, I mean, whatever these things that you, that you, that you're doing, that you don't even get going. And so some, so that, so that person that may not have all the, the experience may not have all the education accolades. Some of them may just be able to give you a nugget that you're like, man, I never even thought about that. Like, like, okay. So that's so why I, I said, be open to just receiving feedback, you know, from different sources, you know? And the other thing about feedback means sometimes you may not change anything from it, right? Like I had a situation that a person said, this is, this is pretty funny. I'll share this example, but 
this person said to me, she said one time, she has a small business kind of liaison at a big agency. And she said, Chad, how do you hand out your business card? Hand me your business card. And I said, uh, I said, okay, you know, I'm Ted Fails and here's my card. She said, no. She said, you have to present it. You have to take both hands and you have to do this. And I said, my Asia, wow. That's why they're not calling. <laughs> that simple switch from doing this to this. Get out of here. I ain't done this since then. What are you going to tell me that you got to present the card and that's going to change much? No, I mean, I, I've never made that change, but who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll do that in fourth quarter. Let me start presenting the card and see if the scoreboard lights up. I don't know, but thank, but but you're still here, Rich. You receive it. Thank you for that nugget. And then you still have the ability to decide. I'm not gonna do something with that, man. All right, I think you're about to say something. No, oh no. Okay, okay. I'm just thinking yesterday. Thank you for the feedback. So, so you can be open, but you don't have to do it, right? It's still your car, right? It's still your car, but at least hear it, you know. Yeah, no, I, that's, I do think you do have to have a level of discernment, right? I think you do, like you said, Ted, you need to be open, but just because if someone's trolling you and they make a suggestion, doesn't mean you have to run with that. It could be that you're, they're just, they're just a hater. That could be the case. Or it could that's be something. Yeah. yeah. It could be something that useful that you haven't, that you're not seeing. But yeah, I think just, just being open and it goes back to, and it's, it's something that had been a struggle for me, you know, taking your ego out of it. Yeah. That's tough. And now I'll say, I think it helps too to have, I, I mentioned the coach and the mentor, because they can help you to discern, you know, what's useful and what's not. I remember when I was doing Toastmasters and I'd be speaking and I'd doing presentations and speeches and things like that. And every now and then somebody would make a comment about something I should do. And it was great having a coach to say, hey, this person said this. What, what do you think? You've been watching my videos. And then he's like, no. I ain't worried about that. <laughs> but then every now and then he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I actually agree. So it, it does help uh, to have that coach or that mentor. And the bottom line, we all have a blind spot. We all have something about ourselves as it relates to how we show up that we can't see that others can see as well. So coach, mentor, all of, all of that trusted friend, accountability partner, um, that can help. All right, this has just been a fantastic episode talking about how to gain traction by taking the right action. If, if you joined us late, um, again, that, that's all the issue. You need to pick up the book so you, so you don't procrastinate and you can get, get to us earlier. But that, that's like, right. get, out the, get out of the bed. Get out of the bed. Get out of the bed. <laughs> but now, for those of you that joined us late, uh, number one, we talked about you got to prioritize the plan. We talked about using the rule of five, picking that's your most important goal. Number two, we talked about knowing your numbers. How many contacts do you need to make? Is your math mathing? That's the question you need to uh, be able to answer. Number three, reassess your progress. Yeah, what, what do you, when you look at the scoreboard, is, are the things that you're doing, is that moving the needle? Is that changing the score? Remember, we said the destination is fixed but the path can be flexible to get you to that destination. Then number four, we said have a feedback loop. You have to check your ego. 
You know, you have to be open to getting feedback, uh, discern what you can use and what you need to throw away. Do you have a coach? Do you have a mentor? Do you have an accountability partner that can help you with that? All right. So that's this week's episode of Coffee and Conversation. Now, again, this episode was based off of chapter 11 uh, of my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. Uh, you can pick up your copy. Maisha uh, mentioned earlier, we're doing a special 23% off discount. How can they take advantage of the 23% off again, Maisha? They use the coupon code COFFEE. Right. Use the coupon code COFFEE. Uh, pick up your co copy of The Discipline of Now. Uh, anything else that people need to know about, Maisha, before we sign off? Did I add some without sponsorships? Did I tell, did we tell them that a 30-minute hour is 1.1 million downloads? I can't do the math thing right now, but that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Oh, eyeballs. So if you want to get your brand in front of any of the What Now Movement properties, please get in contact with us. We have some really unique and special sponsorship packages. Of course, we are flexible because we know about the pivoting, but definitely get in contact if you want to get your brand out into the world or our many wonderful platforms, which now include Roku Television. All right. Absolutely. Right. I mean, so we, we've got a lot of ways to get your message out there. Uh, the whatnowmovement.com is our website. The email, whatnowmovement at gmail.com. Uh, definitely reach out to us and we can help you with that. Uh, that is our time for this week's episode of Coffee and Conversation. Until next time, have a great Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 30-Minute Hour Podcast. We need your help to grow the show. One of the best ways that you can help us is by leaving both a rating and a review. You can go to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or any of those other podcasting platforms and leave us a rating and a review. We've got a bonus that we're running for this month, a special bonus that if you take a screenshot of that rating and review and you email it to E-R-I-C at E-R-I-C-M-P-W-I-G-G-S dot com, you get entered into a special drawing where you can win a free copy of my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. And then lastly, don't forget to share the show. That's right, share the show. Share this show with someone in your network who you know will benefit from the message. Again, I thank you for listening. And remember, don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. So keep growing, keep growing.